360, folks. I talked to Dylan a couple of, I think, a few weeks ago. I just wanted to do a podcast re- uh, regarding what's going on with 360, what's going on with Cybuck and uh, and everything else. And we thought this is a great time to do State of the Union. Is that what it's called, State of the Union? Yeah, we call it State of the Union. Right. Every time I hear about State of the Union, it just reminds me of politics. Right. Yeah, yeah. It is what it is. Anyways, guys, uh, I haven't been producing too much content. Only the reason because of that is we have started another company, and it's called Cyborg Media. We will talk a little more about that eventually uh, on this podcast. want to welcome two people. One's behind the camera, Sam Wong, and also we have Haley, who is our community manager. Sam is editor, videographer. Yeah. He does Dylan shit. <laughs> so anyways, I'm just going to introduce Haley here. Uh, and Hi. she can continue on with the podcast. And I think she has some questions for us. So I do I'm have busy. some questions for you. All right. As an icebreaker, I will read for you the podcast yes. rules I was given. Because I, I do listen to a good amount of podcasts. However, I have never been tasked with leading one or asking really anyone questions on tape ever. So as I was stressing about what to ask you, my boyfriend was kind enough to make this list for me after he had a few whiskeys. So here we go. I like it. (laughs) What do you guys think the first, the number one rule is? What do you think he labeled as the number one? Like if you were to be managing a podcast, what's number one? I'm interested to know. What do you think? Make sure the sound works. That's That's where I would go from. Well, that's your, yeah, that's, from your perspective, yeah. for sure. Have somebody to talk to. <laughs> Great. <laughs> it is, in all caps, do not lie. Do not lie. Because you're on the air, right? I thought that was so interesting. I was like, yeah, you don't want to lie because you're on a podcast, so don't lie. So what, where does this come in? What if the questions start? <laughs> I lie start... all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I lie to set this up. I didn't yeah. set it up, but I take the credit for it for, for whatever reason. We'll change it. Lie strategically. <laughs> there we go. I like that. <laughs> what else do we have? We have let the guest be the star no matter what. Agreed. So I'll 100%. keep that in mind yeah. <laughs> as I go through here. Oh, yeah. So we're the guest. Yeah. You're the guest. Well, technically. Everyone's Technically, the Haley's the guest. but Technically. Yeah. That's right. Um, then there is make them laugh, break the ice. Hence what we are doing right now. Um, and then banter was the next one. Um, I'm the king of that. Perfect. Yeah. King, of, king of the bullshit. King. <laughs> so <laughs> Banter to Neil, bullshit. Banter slash bullshit. Yeah. I'll, I'll update that one. Always have a question in your pocket. <laughs> That's a tough thing to do. Yeah. Even like when I started the podcast too, like with Ethno, it's like you have to really find, like crawl the line between listening attentively and caring. And then, but the, sometimes it creeps in. You're like, okay, I need a question. It's like, well, if you just sit and listen, you'll yeah. something will come yeah. up, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Don't get too attached to like your to your list of yeah. questions, yeah. but also have Make one sure just in case, right? I'm, I'm gonna actually add a little more to that. I know there's a lot of podcasts right now being done where people are drinking during the podcast, a beer and, and scotch or whatever. Mm-hmm. I can't. It it affects me. Yeah. When I have a drink, it. I'm not smart anymore, right? It slows me down. Hey. Oh. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. What do you mean it slows you down? Like you can't think as quickly? Yeah. Or like you're just, like you're more lethargic? I'm too relaxed. <laughs> I'm not energized as, 
as I usually I was going to bring some wine or something, but I, but I forgot for yeah. today. If we were shooting next Friday, I would have, like, before before holiday. Okay, the last okay. rule is very, very appropriate. It just says, cliche, bullshit, have fun, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. So at that point, we were sick of making the rule. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm on board with that. Right? I can do that. Yeah. So now we're ready. We we're know ready. The rules. We're ready. Then we know the rules. So I, I really do want to go to the beginning. Like, I want to, I want to take it back to how the idea started and eventually we'll arrive at the present. Does that sound good to you? Perfect. Okay. So cool. so how far are we going back? Where did you two meet? Oh, uh, okay, yeah. not that far back. <laughs> Come on. I, I, no, I thought we were going back to childhood. I'm like, oh, all right. Tell me, tell me what was going, so obviously we know that you guys built or started this company together. So even you can go a step back further and like what was going on for in your life when you decided that you were about to create a media agency? So, so it's, we met, I was working at a restaurant and uh, I won't name it for the purposes of I maybe have some stories to tell down the road on, <laughs> on air that, you know, I don't want to incriminate anyone. Yeah. Um, Patty. And, uh, <laughs> we, but I was working downtown and Sunil would come in and, and uh, you know, have his nightly uh, nightcap and uh a bit of a regular and after a while we we got to talking and uh <laughs> having a having a couple of nights out and having a couple of beers and and then yeah i started shooting for him we we had a meeting i think you know a week or two later or something like that after it's like oh yeah you know dylan you do video shit i'm like yeah so i'm gonna i'm gonna talk about the specific day please where it was, <laughs> I, was I, don't, I, don't, like, I usually show up there because th- this place was across the street from where i lived please. and uh, i used to go there a couple of times a week and i think i think this was like a friday or a saturday night it was definitely a weekend i show up at 10 o'clock i sit down i didn't even order a drink and dylan comes to me he comes right up to me he's like hey are you gonna be here for a bit i'm like yeah he goes good i need a drink <laughs> 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 Smacks the stuff down in the, uh, at the uh, bar stool next to me and, and takes off. Goes downstairs, does the stuff, come back, comes back up and grab the beer. And that's when he started chatting. Yeah. Like I'm like, what are you, what are you doing? And uh, can I pause you? And ask yeah, a question? yeah, sure. At that point, how well did you know Dylan? Somewhat. We've went out a couple of times with a bunch of people there that that worked there, and you know, dog beer here and there. And I don't think we had like it's usually with a group of people and everything, so yeah. we hadn't really like sat down. And, so you knew you of know. each other. Yeah, we just talked. You know, probably talked sports, talked about you know a couple other things and uh, man yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah, pipelines and, uh, and electric and, yeah, exactly. and, and fuel and solar and things like that. Gotcha. And me just bantering him and. Riling Messing me with up. Him. Yeah. yeah. So now he's like, I need a drink, and this is the moment. <laughs> yeah. Please. Yeah. Then he comes Continue. to me. He comes to me after I BS with this guy. He wants to sit next to me and talk to me about stuff. But. Continue. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Uh, yeah. So we sat there. We started talking about like you know what Dylan's plans in the future and what he wants to do and uh, uh, if he wanted to do videography. Is that the word of videography? Well, no, I, yeah. I mean, that's what I was doing. I think it was more within the film world and, and you know, specifically. I think videography it just happened to be a, like kind of like the immediate commercial aspect of, of that, right? But, uh, but yeah, regardless, I had been doing, you know, that kind of work and you need someone to do that, so. Yep, so I, I wanted to start a personal brand with like Dylan, come on in. And I think like two weeks, no, I think it was the same week or within, within a few days, Dylan came in. And uh, he grabbed the camera. He goes, let's go for a walk. We went for a walk around the harbor here. And 
tested the camera out. I think we probably still have that. Uh, yeah. The clip. Maybe. I, I still. That initial. I, I remember standing there. You're, you're shooting up this way and down and everything else, and like, this is good. So we came back, worked some numbers out, and I was taken off on holidays. Dylan's birthday was coming up, and we're like June first, right? June first, twenty seventeen. Twenty seventeen. Twenty seventeen, and but I think he started a couple of days before that. So it was like end of May was when when Dylan came in. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, from that point on, I think I was shooting. We were building a personal brand and and shooting. Yeah, just for the listener, for uh, shooting vlogs and you know entrepreneurial entrepreneurial related content is is what the that mandate was. At, right. the, at the beginning yeah so this was only part-time or not even uh, yeah it's probably yeah, it part-time. part-time it was part-time yeah i guess like two weeks later dylan's like i'm gonna leave this job <laughs> that my, restaurant, restaurant my restaurant job. Job. yeah your restaurant job yeah, yeah no, not this job yeah. right obviously yeah. still here yeah i was ready to quit right? here yeah. we are four years later yeah. no 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 <laughs> <laughs> he's like i want to quit uh, are we gonna do a little more of this? I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll carry on. And then six months later, I think it was full time. I think it was. It, uh, yeah. Well, no, not quite full time, but close to it. I think you're put, putting in full time hours, but you weren't getting paid full time. <laughs> yeah, probably what it was. Yeah. And at the time, this is all for you. This is all for the personal brand that you were. Hey, the, you were everything's building. for me. I know everything's for you. <laughs> Yeah, no, but yeah. Yeah, it was yeah, it, it was all for the personal brand, correct? But then I was doing freelance stuff at the time, still kind of here and there. I I wasn't doing it as much, you know, than I had been prior, um, just because of time. And then Sunil was bringing people in mm-hmm. in the business in his business sphere, and and they were going, oh, what are you doing? Like, you know, curious. Obviously, this even even three four years ago, this was still kind of a new thing, right? Like, it's it's changed a lot in terms of content and, and businesses being their own media companies and stuff like that has, has really taken off. And back then it wasn't really even, it wasn't as popular. So people yeah. like, what the hell are you guys doing? And they would come into his mortgage office or whatever he's got his ball. Well, yeah. You know. I own a mortgage company, right? People come in and it's like, okay, you're a mortgage broker. Like what's the point of having all this? I'm like, it's got nothing to do with mortgages. Yeah. Like I didn't start this for, to, to build a mortgage company. Not at all. We started this for, you know, doing other things, mm-hmm. right? I was looking at long-term growth because I don't want to be in the mortgage business in, in five years. And uh, yeah, so, you know, all, all the podcasts and everything else that we, that we somewhat started and, and the vlogs we were doing, it was more geared towards entrepreneurship, not uh, not mortgage business. But you had a goal in mind to transition what you were doing even at that time into, into something new. So my... Now I'm going way back. Uh, this is probably late '90s. Uh, Warren Buffett is a. I love what the guy does. So I've, I've read. I don't read much, but his books I've read. Um, I've been involved in the stock market for 20 years, um, and just watch what the guy does. Mm-hmm. And at one point he was like, you know what? Instead of buying shares of the company, I want to buy companies. I was like, you know, that, that, that's a good point here, right? But this guy's buying $100 billion companies or $50 billion companies. Can I do the same thing with 100000 or or 150000 Because in the mortgage business, we're I'm getting business owners coming into the office talking about their children not want to take over their, their, their company. Right. 
And these guys are like, okay, should we sell the company? The should family we, business, the not family taking business, over the family right? business. Yeah. The, the kids don't want to take over the family business. They want to do their own stuff. Right. And these are viable companies. Mm-hmm. And I was like, can I purchase some of these and take it to a different level? Right. So I want to build a brand yes. where we're showcasing that, talking about it, and eventually that time will come to, uh, to purchase it. So mm-hmm. that's, that, that, was, that was the whole start of it all. Now, things started moving people were coming in and they were asking dylan like podcast is over where we hit the you know close button or power off button and people will say hey could you do this for our company and we've always turned it down well mm-hmm. back then we did and i think about a year later like should we start actually doing something like this for somebody and uh and dylan was like yeah i think we should because we're leaving a lot of uh uh, experience on the table and money on the table as well so why not start so we actually started a media company i think about two years ago that's when we came up with when we it, came yeah. up with it we started working on it we didn't incorporate so we started working on it but i was taking time away from my mortgage company to start building this side here and the mortgage company started slowing down like right. oh okay this is not good right <laughs> So I took my, uh, so I came back to the mortgage company and started working there, and we had to come up with a plan to to execute here, mm-hmm. and uh, I think end of last year we started. So end of 2019, we're talking more and more about it, and it was like February of this year, February 2020. I think February 28, 2020, is when we incorporated the company. Perfect timing. Perfect timing. Because two the be- perfect time, <laughs> perfect time. <laughs> in history yeah. to begin building a business. Yeah. You guys- but you know, but it, 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 I look back and like for the first couple of weeks, like everyone for the first month or two, everyone was, we're all going, what the fuck, right? Like, but at the same time I look back and it's like, it was the perfect time. It was the perfect time. And exactly. Like to learning everything during a year like this and building a company, especially from, I know you've done this before, but from my perspective too, it's like, I, I'm actually, I'll use this extremely lightly. I'm not glad everything happened the way it did, but I'm glad I got to learn these lessons, you know, the hard way, get really thrown into the fire Why? for something like this, right? Why? Why well, are you glad? What, what was so great about well, it? Well, let me, once again, <laughs> let me rephrase. I'm not glad that a pandemic happened, but I'm glad I got to learn, because <clears throat> I think there's valuable lessons learned starting a business regardless, let alone you got to navigate. Obviously, you know, I have a business partner that's already been in that in this position before and so that mentorship is is valuable as well so that's i'm thankful for that but beyond those 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 lessons you learn about building a business and dealing with people and and all those kinds of things like it's amplified when you're when you're in a a state like the world is now or when the where the economy is now where the market is now Mm -hmm. so and i just think you know those those lessons they're being learned and i think i haven't even really processed them yet you know, you kind of, like you just keep moving, so yeah. you're thinking about it. But I think those things will really come into view in two, three, four, five years when we look back and be like, "Holy fuck!" Like that was uh, that was a hell of a year. Yeah, because we we had stuff planned out for six months prior to even us starting the company, right? Legally starting the company, mm-hmm. and like office space and how we're gonna do this, how we're gonna meet people, and all that stuff as of March 13th or 12th or 11th, whenever we we shut the office here changed mm-hmm. okay you know and first like two weeks like what, what the hell what do we do and obviously at that time you know, make, making sure people are safe 
we're we're in our bubble not leaving anywhere okay now it's time to to figure this shit out mm-hmm. what and, did that entail how, how do you figure shit out of uh, you know instead of podcasts face to face it was zoom calls right right dylan's driving the street in his truck and taking videos of uh um uh of the, the pandemic s- all the stores being closed down and boarded up and if you guys haven't checked that uh video take a look it's one of my favorite videos that you did yeah. that 30 second one minute clip yeah, one yeah. Minute clip. Do it. <laughs> amazing <laughs> amazing right so i haven't you know, seen that actually i would love to see that that's really that's on ethno you know adjusting that way and then and not only us now how do we reach other businesses because they're going through the same thing as well mm-hmm. right we can't you know i don't want dylan out there recording and shooting these guys during, during the time that we didn't even know what was going on mm-hmm. right so kind of figuring that stuff out and and uh kind of building a business around that how to reach out and how to still make connections because you still have to make connection but it becomes a different different sort of space so are you guys not probably actively trying to sell at that time or like what what sort we of were position doing free did you stuff. take you were doing free stuff it okay. was i think and i think that was, we probably talked about that and said that that's what we're going to do you know as long as people are comfortable and we're doing something it's like here we'll give you a video and you know and reaching out to people and and uh and i think talking about those lessons learned like that's a crash course in reaching out to people regardless of whether you're in a pandemic or not right and realizing the value in that and i think you know connections that were made um through that time are you know some are still with us and and some aren't but i think regardless they're valuable nonetheless right Mm -hmm. people were receptive though to that people wanted to talk totally i always find people want to talk right yeah i think people are scared to pick up the phone scared to say hi or whatever people want to talk mm-hmm. right it, you know if you call them right now and it's a bad time guess what there's always going to be a good time you just got to figure out what that good time is yeah. and the easiest thing is just ask when is a good time mm-hmm. right and, and go from there but yeah just you know building and, and, and talking to people and adding value like you know talking to them and you know seeing if they're safe or if there's anything you can do was one thing and also like hey by the way you know what we know business is not doing well mm-hmm. but you know we've and this is stuff that we tested already with TFS with the mortgage company. Yeah. We know things work, right? It's just a matter of the economy or, or people get somewhat comfortable where we can somewhat open the social distance level and go and shoot and run ads for them and, and see stuff happening. It was there. Yeah. That's the central challenge. I think that some people probably didn't have to experience because some workplaces were able to go fully remote, right? Like there are, there are people that now have adapted their business model and it's, it's totally remote, right? It doesn't really matter to them. They're like, you know, we could do this for an indefinite period of time and it doesn't really change things so much. But the foundation of a media agency that's doing it right is you have to go and shoot. You have to be on site. You have to be on location. So then that presents an interesting challenge when you no longer can be close to people. So when did that sort of start to turn? We, no, I was just going to say, like, on a side note, like, you know, it was April. Well, when when the first ship first went down, you know, mid-March 13th or whatever, and that next week, everything was pretty much shut down. And then the seven o'clock cheers started happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and I live in the West End and I, you know, heard this this saxophone being played, oh, oh Canada, you know, seven o'clock every night. And I uh, and I heard it. And it was it was a really cool moment I found. 
uh, in the community for everyone kind of coming together and everything. And I was like, who's this playing the saxophone? And I was thinking like, I got to do a video on this person. I, I would reach out, right? So I think I, I Googled like Vancouver saxophone lady. And there was a Narcity nar- 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 article or something like that, or some one of the local ones, Daily oh, yeah. Hive or something, had done something. Someone beat you to it. Someone <laughs> beat the idea to it. was but, there. <laughs> well, they beat me to the article. They didn't beat me With to the video. The quality. Yeah. 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 Of course. Well, there was no videos done. And um, and she, I could see her. It was funny. So anyways, I DM'd her. I found her on Instagram, DM'd her, Kaylee. And, uh, and I said, or, would you be interested in doing something like this? That's She's nice. from Edmonton as well, so good old Alberta girl. And, and uh, we, we started talking and... I could literally, from my balcony, if I lean a certain way, I could see her. And I, I could never pinpoint where she is. And she was talk, we're talking on the phone. But anyway, so like... So you're creeping her. Where is her building? Please tell me. As someone that's about to move to the West End, I, I just want to know. Yeah, like, it's, it's near Lost Lagoon. Okay, okay, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Um, Very cool. Yeah, so anyways, but that was one thing where that was probably end of March, early April. And we shot the interview all outside social distance and everything. And um, I forget why I was telling this story. It had to do with what you were saying before. Well, I think it's. It sounds like that's how like sort of the creative like mindset had to adapt, right? Like well, instead it was of reaching out, right? Yeah, it was reaching out and just reaching out. out to people about things was, that were happening now and the new things yeah. that were happening now. I think it was about people being receptive, and I think yeah. like Sunil said, people are like people want to talk, or people are more receptive than you think. And every time we would reach out to someone, they'd be like, "Yeah." I think it, which is a testament to the people in, in the community or the people in the small business market or whatever the hell it is that they know that like, yeah, we, we're going to get through this together, or, you know, stuff like that. You just got to just got to reach out. And Haley, I, I've always built my business uh, as the office is not here. Right. So we've been in cloud from day one. So getting access to everything was wasn't that wasn't that difficult. Now, the difficult part was. The difficult part now we, that we have is Dylan records something and he needs to get it over to Sam. Mm-hmm. And we have a slowdown of, of internet, right? Yeah. But I think besides that, we can, there was really no challenge of either working from the office or working from home. Right. You right. guys were able to adapt yeah. pretty quickly yeah. in that space. Yeah. Just the meetings weren't happening, but the meetings were happening over, over Zoom or, or Google Meet or wherever it was. So you guys got to reach out to people. So that was also beginning or not beginning of pandemic. That was that was in the earlier stage, you could call it. And now are you finding that as people there's a lot in the news right now about the the fatigue, right? People are feeling the fatigue. People are tired of this. People are exhausted. They want to see their friends, their family. I think it's probably my view is probably a little bit different because Ontario, where I was, was locked down for a lot longer, mm. um, and people were really, really feeling it there. So I don't know if that was different in Vancouver, but have you seen a shift? Like, do you feel like now reaching out, your things are different, or are people still fairly receptive? Like, how is that? How has that changed over the course here, if at all? I, I think people are, are still receptive. I, I think there's an element now moving in, into winter. I think once once the days started getting shorter. And the weather started changing, you know, after the end of September, I think, mm-hmm. I don't want to say people are on like on a shorter fuse, but I think, I think it's, it's getting to people and, and, and myself included. Right. And I think you get to that point, you're like, oh, I, I got to take a step back or whatever. So, you know, I think that's another part of learning to navigate and learning to deal with people and, and figuring out what, what makes sense. And then you look moving into the holidays too. I think people are after this year are, are really looking forward to so, something to look forward to. We can't necessarily be with our families in the same way, 
but it's a break and it's Christmas and you know it's it's a moment. So I think all those things come into play, mm-hmm. and hopefully with the vaccine coming here to Canada, maybe by spring or or summer we can have you know some sense of normality which 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 things will probably end up changing then but i think right now i think people are just trying to get through this winter yeah there's a head down element right now to people's attitude or like just a okay we've just gotta look forward right but also gotta do something now too so it's 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 a tricky one for sure for me, these convers- like whoever I reach out to or talk to, if they're somebody I know from before or it's a, it's a brand new DM or a, a call to somebody I've never talked to, I'm always talking to them like what's going on, mm-hmm. right? Like it's human connection first. How are you guys doing? How's your friends? How's your family? How you guys, mm-hmm. is there anything I can do here, right? Yeah. And build that. Because that's where everything is. And I try to leave that call, besides if it's a, a lawyer call, I try to leave those calls where they're feeling much better at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Or at the end of the call, not at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. That's how I start off. And uh, typically when I'm done a call, I feel good. I feel happy. Yeah. Right? right. And hopefully it's the same thing to, towards them. So most of my calls are pretty positive. Yeah. That's awesome. I, I, I just kind of started that way and, and ended that way. But there's a need for that right now, for sure. There's just a need for general, general like a, a, a push towards maintaining a positive outlook, yeah. right? If that's a probably a little airy-fairy way to say it, but... I, I'm not a political person, but we had four years of nothing but bullshit, right? <laughs> nothing but anger and hurt and putting people down and... And just because one idiot was doing it, everyone was looking at that as the norm because of the position this guy was in. Mm-hmm. The amount of hatred and um, and just yeah, just hurtful comments right now is is crazy. Yeah. And I think 2021, 22 going in is just gonna be a better and better year, mm-hmm. right? Well, it's nice to hear that you guys had, you know, that experience of getting to, you know, even if you're doing free stuff for people, you're learning lessons, you're creating opportunities for people to connect. Like there were people that were really, really feeling that like through this portion. So that's, that's very cool to hear. I really like that. And then I guess now we're like, where, where are we with it now? So that we went through that period of like, you guys learned a lot of lessons, obviously you got the experience of no one will probably ever be able to to experience what you guys did right hopefully we never have to go through a pandemic again but uh, like coming out of that like where are we now what's next what's going on what are uh, the goals <laughs> well one of the things we we learned well i learned is um we can't do this ourselves right it's we need to leverage mm-hmm. we we needed a team where, you know dylan was burnt out i don't think the, the position this guy has is is crazy it's not only it's a new business but it's recording it's editing I like I've been sitting next to this guy for th- almost three years and I still don't understand from recording this one hour and then editing 15 hours like how the hell are you like 15 hours like these machines do it itself <laughs> like they edit themselves 
Yeah. Right? Like, you know, so, you know, Dylan's sitting in front of the camera, like, he's texting me at two in the morning. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, you know, questions this and that. And yeah, it, it just got a little too much work. And we were falling behind. Yeah. So leverage, hire, and uh, build a team and let them take it to the next level. Yeah. I learned that in other businesses. So it was about, it was the right time to pull the trigger here. Totally. And I think, you know, I think slowly, the, <clears throat> like in the past few months, we're seeing, we're seeing the company starting to, to stand on its two feet. Maybe it's, maybe it's, you know what I mean? Starting to anyways. And I think hopefully in this next year, it, it can, uh, it can stand up. Right. But yeah, I think, I think that's a huge thing. And you realize I, I, that's what we were talking about is scaling. Like I never understood <laughs> what, no, but that, that, that's good. Scaling. <laughs> Yeah, no, well, they keep talking about. Uh, yeah. yeah, like I, I, you know, I heard you know watch a lot of Gary Vee or whatever and and shit like that and and you know we talk about scaling and prior to starting Stein, I was like, like I know what it means like you grow your business but I didn't actually know what like what it meant in detail like to scale a business was just kind of like whatever I don't have to worry about it like kind of a foreign concept and now I know exactly what the hell it means and how difficult it is. And, I don't even uh, know if I know what it what it means necessarily like <laughs> what is you'll it never mean? know what it means until you go through it yeah right. that's what it is right so yeah. dylan was like random like the heat of it he's just going through all this stuff and uh he's like i don't know what scaling. i didn't know what scaling business meant but now i'm in it now and i, I couldn't know. even probably describe it to you like that's the thing like you, yeah. like you said it's it's hard to because i think it's different for everyone too it's just different on the in the market whatever market you're in or if you have a more niche business i think it probably varies but ultimately mm -hmm. in principle there's there's core factors there that that remain the same and and i think that was when it came down to like i i never thought that i would be spending more time reaching out to people writing contracts you know dealing with shit like that like that's part of it and yeah. what what i noticed too I, we had that article that sabi wrote the victor article who who founded supera and we're gonna link that as well <laughs> yeah i hope so <laughs> Can we link articles? Yeah, we can. Yeah, we'll figure out a way. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yes, in the description. Of course. It's up um, here. It's up here, guys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and he said, like, because, you know, he's he's an inventor of sorts, and that was his thing, too. He's like, you ne he never realized that it would be, like, dealing with legal and accounting. And it's like, you think, oh, I'm going to start my own business or whatever. I'm going to be inventing, and I'm going to be at the lab, you know, creating shit and changing the world. It's like, no, yeah. no, no. You're doing all this shit first. Yeah. And so that's, I think, part of scaling, too. And then it's finding finding a you and finding a Sam and finding, you know, all the other people to, to do what they do well and, and compliment. And obviously it's baby steps at first, but that's, that's part of it. You, yeah. You've got to figure out a way. Yeah. And it's like the need to scale always grows out of that. It's too much for you to do yourself, mm -hmm. right? Suddenly it's like, I can't do this all myself. So I need a team because I have more business, so we need more people. Mm -hmm. And then suddenly you're like, oh, I'll have all this free time because I have all these people. And then suddenly your well, work becomes, no, your work, <laughs> your work becomes managing those people, yeah. right? Yeah. And then yeah. that's the next step and why a lot of people get into these positions and you know the work never stops, right? Now you're a manager, right? Now mm -hmm. you have a team and there's actually probably a little bit more on your plate just in a different realm, right? Yeah. And then, so you've obviously had experience probably building or hiring yeah. before. Yeah. Dylan, is this like your first experience hiring? I'm interested yeah. to know that. Yeah. Yeah. What's that like? Um, 
It's interesting. You know, it's funny. I, the first thing that I realized, because I, I, I've done, well, I'm not acting right now, but I, I did acting in the past. Mm-hmm. And as an actor, you go into the audition room and, and you, you, you know, especially when you're starting out, even if you're not, you, you, there's this buildup of nerves. Like, oh, are they going to hate me? Like, what if I make the wrong choice or the wrong decision or whatever the hell it is? And you're standing there and you got the director and the casting director and the producers and they're all sitting back there and you're just going, fuck, you know, in your shake, whatever. And what I realized when, on a similar note, when we first, I think it was, whether there was graphic designer or something first or videographer, we might, yeah, like a year ago, prior to even incorporating, I think we had put out uh, like an ad for another videographer. Yep. And I and I like cinematography, videography, so I love I like I, the only thing I was hoping was when I open up that next email, is this going to be the best demo reel I've seen? Like I just I wanted nothing more than than for that to be the best demo reel. Sam's <laughs> when I saw Sam's that w- there was like no question about it. So, but I w- I really wanted to see that, right? And I think to kind of give that other perspective as an actor going into that room, it's like those casting directors, those directors, producers, they want you to be the best person. They yeah. want you to be. So it actually taught me more about getting out there myself. Mm-hmm. Like hiring taught me more about the other side where it's like, you know, there's lots out there. And if, yeah. if you're good, people want to see it. And, you know, to put yourself out there and get yourself out there. So, yeah, it, it, I guess that's what I learned about it in a yeah. roundabout way. I know no, that's- but it's true. Like, and that's, that's a good, that's a great way to go about hiring. And there, I mean, I've probably been in interview situations where I, I'm just trying to think about what you just said. And I'm like, oh, what a, it's great. Like, yeah, of course, everybody should want to, the next person they see to be the best one. Sometimes you'll go into interviews and you'll be interviewing with someone. It's like, do you just do this for sport? Like, do you just do this for fun? Mm. You know, but like, that's a great way to go about hiring from someone that's done very minimal hiring, but you do, you, you want to make your job easier. You want everything you open to be exactly what you're looking for, but sometimes it's just not, not that. For right? sure. So during, during that stage, I, I, I kept saying to Dylan, I actually, I want to, I want to make sure you're clear of this. Sam contacted me prior to applying and he goes, Sunil, could you edit my work? I'm like, yeah, sure. Sam, I'll edit your work. <laughs> so you saw my work. Right. Yeah. Typical. Yeah. Sunil, you have so many talents. It's called banter. How did you get yeah, you... so many talents? Uh, I don't understand uh, it. Oh, you know, it's just, just me. It's just yeah. being me. Just, just wake up me. every day and get better. You don't exactly. even need to scale a business. You even, can do it all. I just like, smile. You don't even need a team. I just smile. You just want someone to talk to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> true. It's true. It is. It is. It is. It is. It is. Oh, I like talking. But one of the things I was telling Dylan here is skill is important. It's not number one for me. Number one for me is the character. Bring that person in, let's chat. Because if somebody comes in, their attitude is awesome, and their skill is okay, we can always work on the skill. But if somebody comes in, the skill is amazing, but the attitude just sucks, it's cancer to a company, and we don't need that, No. right? You said that to me in my interview. Did I? Yeah, you said that line to me. See? I remember it. I remember See? it well. See? Yeah. Your character's okay. <laughs> I'm working on it. Okay? Uh, good, good. I was in residential real estate that hurt my soul for a long time. Real estate. A you long hear that? time. <laughs> no, it's a hard business. It hardens you. I was yeah. so much more positive. Can you imagine? <laughs> Before I had to go through that process. Oh my gosh. But yeah, no, that because that line you said that it, it immediately triggered for me the biggest 
hiring whatever team building line that I know. And it's that people don't leave jobs, they leave people, mm-hmm. right? It's not about like, and I, I think that rings true for, for many, many people I know, myself included, mm-hmm. right? It's yeah. really about the people you surround yourself with. Like don't discredit the power of working for somebody that exactly. you actually like. Yeah. <laughs> it's so freaking powerful. And that's coming up for people a lot during the pandemic, right? Lots of people are, are on that career path or change or whatever you want to call it because mm-hmm. it's now all the more important. It's sort of We were just had. having this conversation when these guys were setting up here. Oh, yeah. Right, about, uh, uh, for, for me, if I'm not talking to somebody and having that conversation, yeah. I, I'm not learning. I don't learn from books. I don't learn from watching a movie or a TV show. Uh, yeah. YouTube, I do. But i got to be in the right state of mind. But when I'm talking to somebody or listening to podcasts, I learn so much that way, mm-hmm. right? It's... Yeah, you just got to find out what uh, what you learn from it and go from there. Very customer service slash hospitality mindset, I think. Like that, or just the, the power of like extroversion, right? And just talking to people. And it is really energizing for people, myself included. And you don't always realize, I think that going through this the social isolation, it sort of made me think for a little while, like, am I an introvert? And then it was like, no, I'm not. Like, I'm just confined to your home. Like, it's like having these conversations is so, so cool. So, I mean, what, like in the last, in the last however long, you can tell me either the best conversation that you've had or your proudest moment since, since Cybuck has become Cybuck. Like best conversation, best conversation you've with had anyone? with anyone, or like the most powerful oh, every conversation. Every morning, talking myself in the mirror. I. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, to be that I, mirror. I, I, just, I just myself up every day. <laughs> Pump myself up, but it, it works for me. Seriously, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm joking here, right? But at the same time, I do. Yeah. Right, like you're awesome. Go and get it. You deserve it. People around you deserve it. You deserve it. it. You deserve it. Yeah. Deserve People around it. you deserve it. Like you know, but I start my day all positive. Yeah. Right. If I if I wake up in the morning and so many people do this, I'm not worthy. I'm not grateful. I don't have this. I don't have that. Like fuck. Yeah. I'm stressed out. I'm like, stressed out. Yeah. 2020. I wake up. I got my mom and dad. I got my sisters. I'm good. Mm-hmm. I'm good. Okay. Next step. I got my company. I got Dylan. I got you guys around. Let's go. Let's go. Mm. Right? Let's go. Proudest moment? Is there something? Proudest moment in business? Just watching this guy grow. Aww. Oh, no, no. It's it's just a Do different... Do we have sound effects? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was just the sound effect. Very good. But just watching him grow over the last three years, it's crazy. You know, from a guy like doing this and kicking the air, right? Still yeah. does it today, but, you know. But, like, you know, scaling a business and, and dealing with people and figuring things out and like I, I can step back and honestly I I got the number two role right I will step in I will guide I will mentor but you know I, I let him do what do he what does he best do. yeah, yeah. I, I, well not do best he does that already but <laughs> but learn yeah I don't want to take that experience away from somebody I've been through that already mm-hmm. multiple times so Allowing somebody else, to, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna always be there. If something happens, like yeah, okay, Dylan, you know what? No, don't do it this way. This is what happens. Let's let's figure this stuff out here. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, I'm number two. That's big, though. Yeah, and I think like you're talking about every day, you know, sticking with it. And I think from myself, like proudest moment, I I I don't really have. I think just getting through and and sticking through, 
like I'll say that that's a proud moment and, and even I didn't you don't really think about it I, I haven't really thought about it yeah. I just thought about it now when you said that like what is what's a moment and I think this process and sticking through and, and adapting and, and changing like and looking back and like, yeah you know what like it hasn't been easy mm-hmm. and I think you know for us to pull together and, and do this I think that's that's a cool moment too and and yeah it's every day because there's there's been some conversations that I wouldn't have otherwise had this year you know some negative ones that you know starting a business or having a publication and uh from from external factors and and I think going back to what you said it's it's that that just kind of goes in one ear out the other in the moment you know whatever you're like like I said like Sneel said I'll kick the air punch a wall no I don't punch a wall but I might say <laughs> punch the air not the wall punch air, air. Yeah, yeah yeah or say a few swear words and then, and then you get up and move on because you know every day it's like you just yeah you push through and it's 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 noise so so yeah that's, that's what I would say is that and I like I don't think you can like there's ever a time where you arrive in building a business so it's not like I, I would say proudest moment is when we're when we made it like I don't even know what the fuck that means so I'm just proud that we're doing it I guess is yeah put it that way we're still working towards that yeah still working on made it is the first microphone we bought made it is the first computer we bought yeah or the first employee yeah, that's what doesn't make it yeah the first yeah first yeah. check yeah. Right. right. And for six, eight cents off of medium. Yeah. Well, no. He, here's another thing. A lot, lot of businesses do not make money. We're making it. Mm-hmm. Right. We're 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 making it. We have businesses coming in. Right. Mm-hmm. Being profitable. Right. Like, you're, are you referring to that? Or we're not. We're not going to be profitable <laughs> for a long time because yeah. of, you know media companies is a lot of expenses. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's you know production gear and this is Dylan was saying this is like entry level stuff right we're, yeah. we're starting getting into the hundred thousand dollar cameras then then you know we're we're looking at something yeah totally different but yeah like we you know we have business coming in yeah but I mean, through the process obviously it's all been a learning curve right like you're like new experiences like any real standout like as something that you obviously weren't prepared for any of it but was anything a real like oh like wow like I was not expecting this to be something that I had to integrate into my job or is that too open-ended of a question no I see that I think for me I kind of had touched on it before I didn't realize that I would be spending more time on the things that I in my mind shouldn't be spending time on writing contracts Mm -hmm. sending emails replying to text doing all the the like the foundation building oh, yeah. gr- legwork groundwork like in my mind that's just not at all what i had expected yeah right i thought i'd just be sitting producing content and but it's the content still has to be made and it still has to be done yeah so it's it's just not having time in the way that you did i think that's for me at this point was would be the biggest thing for me is uh in all the business i got involved in I got involved because I knew about that business and I can do something with it. Yeah. On this business, I don't know what the hell to do on the on the content side. Gotcha. Like, I can't... Hey, Dylan, what do you got? Let me edit this for you. I can't do that. Mm-hmm. Let me, you know, uh, do what Sam's doing, right? Yeah. What do we call that? What Vi- shooting. Video shooting. Shoot. Right? <laughs> what do you call shoot that, that again? Word, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Right? Like, shooting. That kind of stuff. Like So I'm no help. Right, and that that's something that really it frustrates me sometimes, especially when this guy's behind and you know we're waiting on stuff happening and I and I can't do that. It's just yeah, it it, it frustrates me. 
There's something to be said for not having the technical knowledge, but you still have like some some perspective when it comes to producing creative. And you know what you like to see. Like you know what you like to see in terms of content. But I mean, you were a creative before this, Dylan. Like you you were in video editing. You were you were doing all that before. So now that you're in a position where you're, have you always been in a position where you were pretty much doing like the the direction of it all or like what's what's it been like for you in that like from a content creation perspective yeah 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 like like ethno we we started it was just me going out and doing everything and and you know full control i think that's what i'm referring to is like now you sort of have what a lot of creatives work a long time to get to is like of course we have clients so that we do things Mm. for that are more mandated but in some respects you know, especially with Sunil not having a whole lot of opinion or input, it's sort of the yeah. sky's the limit. Oh, that's... I have an opinion. Oh yes. Oh, we do, know. Do I listen to it? We oh, know. Oh, I have an opinion. But and that's the but that's something that's really interesting about your about your guys working relationship is I think it's also because you know you work well together and you've known each other for a long time. But yeah, Sunil, you'll get an opinion, and sometimes you are like, and sometimes you say no. You know, no, that's not it. And then sometimes he gives an opinion and you're from your perspective, no, you know, we really can't do that. So it's bridging that gap, but also for you, like to have that full control, it seems like a blessing until you're in it or is it still? Like what is, what has that been like? Yeah, um, I don't know. I, I think I, I still re- refer to Sunil for, for a lot of the business operations stuff, right? Like I'm, I'm happy to just kind of run with him on that. There's creative stuff where, yeah, I might not be as inclined to to listen, but 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 I do. But at the same, but have, <laughs> at the same time, I, I am though, right? Like yeah, I guess some good you, ideas. You, once, you have in a while. A, once in a while, yeah. it's like, oh yeah, shit, yeah. yeah two I, I won't, two out of a thousand. I, I'm, I'm I won't let him know that that I changed <laughs> it or that I, you know, you know that I he know. was right. But know, but yeah, in terms, yeah, I don't know. But even then, I think like working with with now with Sam and, and even with Sabi or Crystal and stuff where there's other creative components now coming in, creative people, that's an element where that control is being delegated a bit more and you lose a bit of that control. And so going back to scaling, like Ethno, like I, at the beginning, I'm like, oh yeah, it's fine. I'll just produce like a short doc every month and I'll start a podcast and it's good and that'll be it. And like, we don't have to worry about it. I'm like, that's not fucking going to happen. And so, but then realizing that you got to let, you got to let stuff go to other people and you got to relinquish yeah. that control. And so I think part of that too is interest. Like you have the, the other aspect and I guess I'm kind of getting there too with, from the creative side. And in my mind, I, I can be headstrong on the creative side. So to, to kind of let that go and have other creatives come in and, and hear, have their voices heard. That's it's, you know, I don't think it's an issue for me, but it's maybe a little more challenging than, than it seems at first sight to, you know. But it's necessary. Like 100% it's, necessary. It's, and it's hard. 100%. It's hard for people, but I, I truly, this is just my perspective, but I think the biggest hurdle to scaling is not being able to trust your team and not being able to relinquish control. Because it, once you get to a certain size, you can't take that same time to review everything, yeah. right? Like you can't, of course it's your name and, and some people do amazing things and don't sleep and, and whatever else they do, but that's big for people is mm-hmm. when it's your vision, it's your company, but then you have to relinquish control of, over certain things in order to make more and grow, mm-hmm. right? And like you said, it's yeah. 100% necessary and that's where mm-hmm. I come back to is that when I think that, oh, okay, maybe like, should I want to just jump in here or continue doing that? It's like, no, it's you. You can't scale if you do that. So 
that's that's all it is it's just that quick conversation right yeah with yourself and and like i i think there's two different things like trusting your your team and being in and wanting to be in control i think are two different things because i trust everyone yeah but there's still that little element right where you know you want to be involved which totally. i think when you're starting out it's a little more direction and then you build that relationship it becomes less and less of an issue and absolutely right but yeah and here we are and here we are and here we are and what's next? <laughs> what's next? Uh, is growing. More of this. More. Yeah. yeah. I actually think this needs to be like a, this podcast needs to be a monthly thing or something. A regular, I a regular so. deal? Why not? Why not? If you can get over my ridiculously animated voice, that's No, fine. it's perfect. <laughs> are you sure? You, yeah. you, are, you, are, you were the Anderson Cooper that we needed to mediate this. Yes. Yeah. Sweet. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> My musical theater days have paid off, or like my <laughs> public speaking, or whatever you want to call it. Did you do pub, like uh, musical theater? Yes. Okay. Yes, that was my thing. That was my thing when I was growing up. I was like a like a singer slash actor type person. That was what I loved and wanted to do. Do you still sing? I do not openly sing <laughs> unless you see me. Tweets. Yeah. yeah. One day we will go for karaoke, I promise you, or socially distanced karaoke, and I will do for you my signature karaoke song, which is Shoop by Salt and Pepper. So please, yeah, (laughs) let that that. marinate for yourselves. I think that's it. Yeah, to leave that for the listener. Let them imagine that on the the way out. Perfect. Sam, bring the camera. Oh my gosh. But in addition to rapping, I yeah, I used to sing. Well, Shoop is a rap. Yeah, no, no, Shoop is a rap. rap. Yeah, yeah, I used to sing. So I take like a lot of pride in that but of course then it like it changes your your vocals when you do training mm. for for to sing and especially to sing at a certain level i definitely think that it it affects it and i have i've been told before that i have like a disney pitch <laughs> to my yeah voice. yeah so definitely. i can see that whatever that means <laughs> but yeah that's cool. not about to go and be a disney princess anytime soon so i think that you got me well, for let a us bit. know if you plan on doing that <laughs> Cruise ships are over, oh. so I can't be a Disney princess. Yeah. <laughs> Slash Disney World is over, so I think I'm out of work. Yeah. <laughs> can't really be one of those on Zoom. I don't think it's as effective. Should <laughs> we like singing for kids' birthday parties? Yeah, that's sort of the next frontier. You never know. That might be the next frontier for entertainment. Yeah. You heard it here it's first. It's great content. Great content for cyber. It's good content, yeah. It is good content. My, my brain's going, actually, thinking about this stuff. <laughs> oh. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, guys, I don't have anything else on my list to awesome. ask you. Awesome. All right, so. let's wrap this up, guys. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. All right, guys. Uh, I, I think this is going to be the last time I'm going to be on air here for a bit. Uh, happy 2020. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. All the best to you in 2021. Till next time. Ciao. Till next year. Till next, Til next year. Till next year.